1994, the pinnacle of human civilization. While the small screen saw the debuts of such cultural touchstones as Friends, ER, and Fox's Mantis, M.A. Moviegoers got a double dose of pre-breakdown Jim Carrey with The Mask and Dumb and Dumber. The Sony Corporation released the PlayStation gaming console in Japan, liberating video gamers from the Nintendo-Sega two-party system that had prevailed for so long. And a band from Bakersfield, California, first unleashed the raucous sounds of new metal on the world. Their name? Korn. With a K. And a backwards R. But there would be no Son of the Mask or Dumb and Dumberer. No two seasons of Joey, no PlayStations 2 through 4. No Limp Biscuit, no Deftones, no Cold Chamber, no Taproot, no Dry Kill Logic, no Crossfade, no Factor 81, Flaw, Flyleaf, God. Because Spank, Alenio, in 1994, that all ended. When a runaway planet passed through our solar system, bringing about an apocalypse that would convalesce 2,000 years later into a dangerous new world of advanced technology and magic. One burly, blonde, bare-chested, sword-wielding man stands against the tyrannical wizard kings. Thundar! I mean, I mean, Thundar! Today on Days Past Tooncast, we're talking about Thundar the Barbarian! Morning and welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. Travis? Yes. I think you owe me a thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> For today, we're talking about, of course, Thundar the Barbarian. A staple of the Days Past podcast now. <laughs> you forgot the title. You know what? I can't make fun. I've forgotten our own title of this show many times on air. A staple air. of days past Tooncast. There Absolutely. we go. I had to correct myself. You know, so I was, I became familiar with this cartoon through uh, Cartoon Network when it was a new network. They played a lot of the, it, this isn't Hanna-Barbera, but they played a lot of Hanna-Barbera, including like their old superhero type shows, yeah. Herculoids, uh, Galaxy Th- Trio, Space Ghost, stuff like that. And then this is a show from Ruby Spears, who are two guys who came from Hanna-Barbera's who animation had a dream. department. They didn't have a dream. To not work for Hanna-Barbera anymore, <laughs> I think, was their dream. A dream and a wish. And they split off and they started Ruby Spears. Of course, we know Ruby Spears for doing Rambo, The Force of Freedom, and Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos. And a bunch of other fine tunes. A bunch of other fine tunes. Yep. Those are the two that I think we've covered on here. Uh, but they used to play this a ton also on Cartoon Network and the theme song to it. Just, just safe jazzing. <laughs> safe Very jazzing. safe jazzing. Safe, I always look for CDs in the safe jazz yeah. department at Walmart. 
It's it's there. You it's there. Well, it. I don't know. There's some muted trumpets and there's some weird weird stuff. I love it. It's very dramatic. Yeah, lots of muted trumpets. <laughs> I love it, man. I love this shit. But it's um, it is definitely a unique show, yeah. both in setting, tone, and it also shares a lot of similarities, at least superficially, with another show that we enjoy. It does. He Man, and the Masters. You know. Oh, uh, the universe. <laughs> I don't even say mine. <laughs> yeah, you just, just lick your lips <laughs> like a weirdo. <laughs> Before we go into the plot, I do have a little bit of information to share about the show. I couldn't find a lot. There's a little documentary online. Just called, a little bitty one. Well, it's like 18 minutes long, yeah. so it's not long. But it's called Lords of Light, which is one of Thundar the Barbarian's sayings on the show. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it, so I'm going to save that for another episode. Okay. We've got plenty to talk about on this first debut episode of the show. We've got a little bit of juice. Some juice to squeeze. Mm-hmm. We're like a couple of Smoothie King couple of milkers. <laughs> employees over here. I milk, I milk fruit daily. <laughs> fruit milk. That's what I'm going to start calling smoothies. Yeah. It ran from 1980 to 1982. Only had two seasons, 21 episodes. So this is another one we could easily finish in the run of our own show. We're going to have to. It had high ratings. And I. this was just on Wikipedia, so take it for what it's worth. Yeah. But... They say they don't know why it was canceled, possibly due to violent content. I wouldn't say it's really any more violent than another show, except for the implications of a fucking apocalypse. Do you do, how about this? You don't want to be a robot. No, sir. In these in times. any cartoon. Because you are, you, it is open season it's on safe. robots. It's, 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 it's safe, safe to murder to kill a robot. robot. Frankly, I don't know how in society we're still accepting that our... What's the politically correct term for a robot? What do we want to say? Um, artificial intelligence? Artificially abled? <laughs> I don't know. How it's okay to ki- just straight up murder them. Genocide. What we, it's, uh, it's a robot level. genocide. It's yeah. a robot holocaust. And I'm sure that's a movie. I want to see that one. I mean, even on this one, you, you you see a clear, direct stab in the chest. He wiggles it around <laughs> a little bit. He says, okay. We- bodies everywhere. <laughs> robot bodies. Absolutely. Ro- Robobots. Robobots. Okay, so this was created in 1980. And uh, it was largely created by a writer named Steve Gerber, who is not related to the Gerber baby food dynasty. What? By in any way? Oh, okay, I thought uh, he did. I but he is related to comic books. He is a very well-known comic writer, kind of a comic legend. The books that he worked on tended to be, and they're a little bit better known now. Some of them, like Daredevil, which is a TV show, we know. Never heard of it. <laughs> How about Guardians of the Galaxy? You ever heard of that one? Mm, nope. It's rarely in the news. Okay. He also created Howard the Duck. Do you remember this film from the 80s? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was a comic book originally that was like a satirical comic book that he created that character. Yeah. It was popular enough that they actually made that sad film about it. Very, Very sad. sad and tearful, <laughs> mournful movie. Very sad, but I haven't seen that since I was 10. I've I seen, need to rewatch it. I, as need, an adult, I do too. So I get scared. Put it on the list. Yeah, that we haven't watched. <laughs> that we have not watched a single film. I well, watched one dip. without you. I know, and that's worse than not watching it with me. <laughs> it was great, though. It was a good time. Now, also related to comics, yeah. the art design was by, uh, specifically two people contributed to this that are legends. One is Alex Toth. Now, he worked on comic books, but he largely is known for working on Hanna-Barbera cartoons, yeah. the aforementioned Space Ghost, Herculoids. Uh, coast to like, coast. Well, that's the thing, is they reused a lot of his animation for these Adult Swim shows. Right. All these shows that ended up getting reused later. That's all his great designs wow. and animation. He wasn't an animator, but he was a designer, and he he was really good at just making up shit that you could Recycle. Recycle. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> yeah. Steal and recycle. The other more famous contributor Does it was get more famous? N- way more. All right. The king, quote unquote, is yeah. his nickname, Jack Kirby, who along with Stan Lee 
helped create the X-Men, the Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, the Avengers. He helped create Captain America. Just a little bit of cred. He was a, an amazing artist, and his art style is all over this thing. He created, basically, Alex Toth created the main characters visually, yeah. but then pretty much any other main characters or, or villains or anything like that were Jack Kirby creations, according to what I read, and you can see it. Jack Kirby beat a man. Oh, buddy. <laughs> it's Stan the Man Lee and Jack the King Kirby. You're not a fan of Stan. I go back and forth. <laughs> I go back and forth on him. All right, now let's dive into this shit. Because there's a lot to talk about. First, let's chat about bar, bar, the plateau. Thundar the Barbarian, Season 1, Episode 1, originally broadcast October 4th, 1980, entitled Secret of the Black Pearl. After saving an old man from rat people called Groundlings, Thundar and friends take over his mission to deliver the powerful magic artifact, the Black Pearl, to the ruins of modern-day Manhattan, now a village called Manhattan. However, the literally two-faced wizard Gemini seeks the Black Pearl's power for himself and brings the fallen Statue of Liberty to life to battle Thundar, who sacrifices the Black Pearl to stop Lady Liberty and Gemini alike. Thunder the Barbarian. So I was familiar with it going in. So I probably have seen this episode at some point in my life. I'm yeah. still surprised by a few things. Okay. But I want to hear Travis's thoughts on the cartoon overall. Overall, man, one of the most interesting cartoons that we have watched to date, man. This was just fun. It yeah. was just a fun tune to check out. I loved it. I had never... Uh, I feel bad saying this. I'd never, I'd never seen it before. Oh no! I mean, and, a lot of people like, didn't. Like I told you, I thought it said Thundar Cats, <laughs> which on, you got very the, excited on the text. I did. You I just was thought like, it was a- that's a weird typo for yeah. this. Um, but let's hop in. But yeah, man, you got futuristic ruins everywhere. It's interesting as hell, man. I it is. It. There is so much in common with He Man on some levels, like we said before. Yeah. Like science fiction and fan. It's a. It's one of these kitchen sink shows uh-huh. where. But sometimes it can be done so right. Man. No, it this is. Was, yeah. I, I I agree. It's just funny because it just seems like they set it up so that anything they wanted to do. We got werewolves. We got dragons. <laughs> what, what we do got you want? robots. We got magic. We got capsized ships from 2,000 years ago. Yeah. We got everything you want. It, it's the dude with the trench coat. It is. He's like, what do you want? <laughs> I got it. What do you want? <laughs> like, it's... It, I, I, when you say the dude with the trench coat, my first thought always is a streaker oh, yeah. from 1970s. Yeah, no, I'm but, talking about the guy with all the watches yeah. on one side. No, how about this? Only one. Only, Only one, one side. The Only one side yeah. open. I need to clarify next time. I will say, this is, I think, so far the only post-apocalyptic show we've done. Yeah, I think I so. Think, and it's also the furthest in the future we've gone so far, because they say in 1994, let's get to that in a second. It, it, it gets weird. The, in 1990, it opens up. Every time the show is shown, it's images of the apocalypse yeah. happening, which is a really a weird way to eat your Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal every Saturday morning <laughs> to be shown like, you know. What, what death looks like. There's a tidal wave that overtakes San Francisco. You're watching millions of people perish immediately. Back then, you just love things for its creativity. I guess Gosh, so. I, I'm, I'm not against it. I I'm didn't think either. of these things as a kid, but I think that's so weird that it's like they show you up front every episode how many people died. Like they should have like a body count on the side of the screen. <laughs> but they also, that, that opening thing that they show is the planet Earth and there's the moon in the background and then a quote unquote runaway planet is the cause of all of this. Yeah. Now, I think that's actually a real thing that's possible, I think. But I, I thought lo- everything in these tunes was possible. <laughs> I, 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 once it's written, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine it. 
But like, I thought that was a thing, but to look up Runaway Planet just brought up a bluegrass band when I put it in Google. No, no joke. Oh yeah? Yeah, seriously. You, so I tried. Long, how long did you spend listening to the I tunes? didn't listen to a single okay. one. I was like, I don't have time for this shit. I got Thundar to think about. Just pass that to me later on. Oh, yeah, of course. But I want, I, I'm, so maybe there's another term for it. Of course, is it still a planet once it's left the orbit of wherever it was? Or is it now just like a giant debris, <laughs> asteroid or comet or something? Yeah. But you see this thing like come careening through the screen and immediately just splits the moon in half and also like dusts off our atmosphere like a layer of soot like you know or something yeah. that it just basically just like, like that and <laughs> removes our atmosphere just by floating by right such a weird thing i want to know how in 3994 almost the year 4000 why after all of that are humans even around like, why are we after the apocalypse, which yeah. is what's happened? It's the end times. And then all this other shit, like, like we were watching the cartoon together. Yeah. And I would say, like, that's not how that would happen. And then you reminded me, well, the Earth is different now. And that's a good point. Like, physics have changed, apparently. Mm -hmm. But like, so why are humans even a thought in anyone's mind? Why? Why are they even the lowly? medieval peasants that they seem to be on this show. Yeah. They should just be gone. That's one thing you said. I mean, uh, as a kid eating your Fruit Loops, you're probably wondering if your futuristic grandpa is, is out there. You're like, you know, your, your mind really is getting melted as a kid. Yeah, it's a weird, weird thing. Well, also, because again, 1994 was only 14 years in the future when they made the show. Yeah. Why not cast it a little bit further? Into the 2000s, at least. That's true, like, man. 1994 is not a known quantity of, like, 20 anything sounds more futuristic than 1994. It, it, it's a weird choice. Very weird. I'd like to hear. I'd like to find out why they chose that. <laughs> I just or, said, I don't know, make it like 1994. It was, it was probably a deadline. It was, it was a deadline. It was a choice that was made in the moment and never gone back on or given right? a second thought. <laughs> they said, this show's not going to last. No cartoon has ever lasted more than two seasons. We're not going <laughs> to worry about it. Well, it works for us, I would say. Thundar himself... I mean, let's describe him a little okay. bit because he looks a lot like a pre-he-man, a pre-man. Mm -hmm. He is a pre-man <laughs> and because he's blonde, yep. he's got a chiseled jaw, he is built. I'd say that they drew him more realistically. Yeah. A little bit less defined. Yeah, he, he is more like what a barbarian would be, which is like I eat the meat of those things I find he's, or kill. He's, he's still a beefcake. He is a beefcake for mm -hmm. sure, yeah. but he's wearing a... <laughs> Like a fur vest yeah. and a fur just underwear piece. And then, little and then fur Uggs. Uggs, yeah, Uggs. exactly. They're totally Uggs. He's wearing Uggs. He, he is a sorority girl in the middle of winter. He smells horrible. Oh, let's, absolutely let's he does. You kidding me? That man doesn't bathe? Yeah. Because he's not, I, I like this about him. Through his speech, he's not, he's not like, a, he's about halfway to caveman, halfway between He-Man and caveman. There's like a drop, drops of Neanderthal blood in this man, yeah. he, for he, sure. He's just learned how to talk. Yeah. We must clear these woods by dawn. Why wonder? When the danger comes, we will face it. Humans lived here. They must have had wings. Oh, you idiot. He even seems to have a little bit of an accent, like he's Scandinavian. Yeah, a little bit, but uh -huh. he also is. It's also a caveman accent, you know. <laughs> Those people who are Flight from caveman, slight as bird. <laughs> like, there's a little bit of that in there, and I like it because it just makes him seem like they talk about him being brave or, or fighting for justice. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's not that he's brave; he just doesn't think things through. He keeps making rash decisions, and it's not because it's for the good of all. It's because he just can't think very far into what he's doing. Right. So I don't really want to give him too much credit for being brave so much as just dumb. 
But, but he is sporting those Uggs. Oh, baby. He is <laughs> sporting Uggs and slashing that sun sword around. He has the sun sword, which is like a flaming lightsaber, uh-huh. kind of. And between that and the noises it makes, and then the fact that his one of his best buds is Ukla the Mook, who only speaks in rah, 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 right. and everyone understands him. <laughs> I want to know if Lucasfilm or George Lucas himself ever looked at this show and said, you're hearing from my lawyer. Hey, guys. Guys. We got to talk for a second. Seriously. Well, because apparently the studio, at Ruby Spears, kind of made Steve Gerber put a Chewbacca-like character on the show, Ukla the Mook, or the Mock. Uh, I'm sorry. Mook is another term. Mock. In the likeness of. Very much so. <laughs> like, he's he's a weird lion man, kind yeah. of, who's wearing, of course, underwear, because he can't show the genitals of Sharp, a- Sharpest canines you've ever seen. Seriously? Well, because his face- is kind of somewhere between a bug yeah. and uh, an aquatic animal. But then he has long blonde hair and he's furry all over. So he is like a lion man. Really kind of a weird character design. Did you notice that he was the only one with an alien horse? Yes. The other two yeah, red normal, rode normal yeah. horses around, but his looked like a tadpole horse or something. It did. Why does he have to ride a weird horse? <laughs> That's the way it goes. Yeah, I don't, it's just funny. Why doesn't everybody ride weird right? horses? You know, it just seems like it would work that way. And Thundar really looks like he's not drawn handsomely, I would say. No. He, unlike his, his He-Man. Face changes all through. Uh, yeah, it's very inconsistent. <laughs> it is. One consistent thing is that he has a very prominent butt chin. Yeah. And he has many lines on his face. Like, this is a man who spends most of his time outdoors yeah. in this post-apocalyptic <laughs> environment. Like, they, re- this man has lived a life yeah. already. He doesn't moisturize. No, no. They don't, he <laughs> of course he doesn't. There's nothing to moisturize with in this there new could world. Be a plant or something. My guess, it. but he's not thinking of any of that shit. Yeah. Right. He's way far away from any of that stuff. Give it 30 years and it'll, it'll come around. <laughs> yeah. The he won't make it that the far. The technology will hit. You don't think so? He'll no, get, no. He'll he's going to get chopped down. Yeah, he's going to get something. Like, he's going to get brought down by smallpox or something. <laughs> and then the third member of this group is the lovely Princess Ariel. She's all right. And my sorcery will protect you and heal you while you are gone. Rest, brave ones. When you awake, you shall be well. Looks like it's up to me to blaze the trail. Why is he so bullheaded? Why couldn't he let me help? She's wearing a blue and yellow bathing suit, yes. <laughs> basically, uh-huh. and is showing as much butt cheek as you can in one of these cartoons. Ruby Spears seems to have in each of their cartoons <laughs> as much as much. Ruby Spears seems to have a, a butt cheek rule, a butt cheek rule, which yeah. is show them. <laughs> Number one, always have them. them flaunt them. That's right. No, they always have the woman in these cartoons, which is great. B the most capable character. Because remember, there was Kat in the Rambo cartoon, yeah. but she's the only one that knows what she's doing. Here, Ariel is the only adult present. There's a wild animal <laughs> and an idiot that she's running around with. She is the most powerful. She's basically omnipotent. Ma- yeah, she can just make things out of light. From She's just throwing light from yeah. her bare hands. And yet, for all the power and, and agency that she's they give her. She's a damsel. She's a damsel. Yeah. When somebody just Damn shows damsel. up, someone pops up behind her and just puts their hand over her mouth, all magic power are gone. I don't understand it, <laughs> how that's possible. She's later trapped in a jail cell with just bars. Right. Just use your fucking magic, lady. I mean, What's yeah, the deal? She, I mean, she pretty much does wind up kind of. Well, she does. Why did she do it before then? Just like, like how, how is she ever in trouble? 
at all. Why would any, because she keeps talking about, I wish Thundar wouldn't be so bullheaded because he makes all these decisions just brashly. Like she could just strike out her own. She, I guess he's just there to absorb bullets if they ever get shot at them. Yeah. You know, like he's the bodyguard, but she's really the muscle of this group, in my opinion. <laughs> the brain muscle. She is the brain muscle and the Body magic muscle. muscle. Chaz. Yeah, sorry. I'm not comfortable yeah. with <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. I've just with, gotten closer with to everything you now. you're doing now. Yeah. Sorry. I feel like you're gonna turn me into Ariel. You're like, put your shirt back on now. They're just riding through. The swamp. Mm -hmm. Gotta have a swamp. And along with the swamp, you have to have a rando swamp guy that pops up out of nowhere. Just a, a the lizard. from the from the black totally. lagoon. It is. And he's there for all of five seconds. Yeah. He scares them. And then Ukla just goes, wow. And then it runs away in fear because Ukla is part of the mock race. That's apparently a race that now exists in the world. In the apocalypse, there and, will be new races. And, a, and the lampshade. And the lampshade race. man that comes. Yeah, there's a human later who's running around with a lampshade as a hat he's for the, God knows what reason. He's the only one. They should have thrown one more out there. Nobody that had else. Like a toilet bowl. Nobody else in that. Yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> if you want to make them scavengers of the of the past, have them each have a little something yeah. on them. <laughs> he just trinket. has. Because humans now are basically relegated to being the lowliest of, of races. Peasants. Yeah, they don't have any power. And so these guys are just hanging out in the subway, what used to be the subway, and they're scavenging. The food store? No, 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 no. Oh, oh my bad. The subway tracks. Gotcha. Yeah. I think you knew that. I think you were kind of having to josh with me. Oh, man. Yeah. I, was, I josh from time to time. <laughs> they dispatched the fucking lizard man li literally in five seconds. It's just a reason to use that animation, I guess. It's true. But they come across that old man whose name I escapes me. It's just some dumb name. Like, apparently in the future, we just start naming things <laughs> yeah. stupidly again. He likes to play sick. He does, man. I don't believe, because he's being chased by the groundlings, which are rat people that come out of the ground and live under the Rats ground in a very... A pretty ornate society <laughs> with bricks and a scrying pool and a, a, a slide. Metal. Yeah, yeah sheet, sheet metal. metal. Yeah, all the things they would need to build this. Yeah. Are, it's pretty or impressive. But they have captured this old man and their king or whatever he is. He looks like he's dressed to play a baron or something like in a medieval children's play. Yeah. Like he is dressed well, terribly. Let's just call it like it is. The Nutcracker. Oh, yes. Absolutely. He's, he's Thank ready you. to hit the Nutcracker There's up. Yeah. So there's a rat man in a Nutcracker suit. Yeah. <laughs> and he, I think as a, as a people genetically, they're very snide because they all talk like this. <laughs> they're all spinning their whiskers and waxing their mustaches. <laughs> it's just like they're all aware of the top and that they all talk like that. They, they've all danced at some time in their, in Absolutely. their life professionally. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, because no, all dancer, all dancing men, yeah. jerks, assholes, <laughs> also snide. genetically. Very snide. There is no escape, human. No one to hear your cries. Give me the pearl and your life your may be cries. spared. A visit to our cellar may change your mind, Tyran. <laughs> They have got this old man on the ropes. Yep. They want the black pearl from him. Mm -hmm. We talked about it. And yeah, when Thundar and buddies get rid of these rats, the old man seems to be fine. I don't think the rats did anything to him. I think he's an old man who's tired of having to shepherd around this yeah. damn black pearl and everyone's coming after him. Yep. So he's like, why would I do this when you young people... 
and you monster over there and you sorceress over here. This, Why don't you guys handle it? This world is no place for an old man an like old me. An old man? No, not. In, I mean, seriously, why did they send him to do it in the first yeah. place? He, he's clearly on death's door. Uh, I, I would have liked uh, Thundar to be like, all right, well, you know what? We're going to go ahead and get rid of you then. We're going to kill you. Yeah, We're going to well, execute yeah, you right now. That seems like something you would do in this society. It's he like would, old people are in the way. Like, oh, I'm good. I'm uh, good. Uh, I think I can do this. I can <laughs> I can handle the parole. <laughs> yeah, where, 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 where are we going? What direction? <laughs> but that's their new mission mm. is they're going to be taking this black pearl, which just looks like the densest constipation turd you've ever had. Is. There's, just there's like no shine to it. It's perfect marble, perfect un- a dull marble, right? <laughs> black matte. marble, a matte finish. Cause he, well, cause the old man acts like, wait till you get a, a view of this thing. And then he just, <laughs> it's just like, a, it's just a billiard ball. There's no light lines no, around it. It's just no so stupid. panache, none of that. If you watch Futurama, Nibbler on that show, the little pet, it looks like one of his shits. That they use I'm for fuel. To brush up on my, my dude. You gotta watch it. Sir. You gotta watch I'm gonna it. Gonna have to. The groundlings are in contact with a wizard mm-hmm. named Gemini. What's your sign? What is your sign, Travis? Mine? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius. Ooh. Yours? I'm an Aquarius. 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 I'm, you got a cool song with yours. I know, man. Bastard. Yeah. No one cares about any other signs but mine. No, no one. I know oh. that. I know two things. I'm definitely an Aquarius. Like yeah. I very much fit the the description. Do you? And I'm not supposed to date Scorpios. <laughs> it doesn't work out well. And the sexual magnetism is wacko. But like the it just <laughs> the headbutting is no yeah. good. Yeah, it's dangerous. Okay. <laughs> so all you Scorpios out there, back off. Stay the hell away from me. I don't want your number. I don't want your number. <laughs> No, I will not make out with you. <laughs> Just putting it out there as a disclaimer. All of you late, all of you days past groupie Scorpios out there sending all these emails. I can't keep up with them. Yeah, I don't want it. I don't, I want them, but I can't have them. Can't have them. The Groundlings chase them because they are answering to this wizard Gemini who wants the black pearl. We'll get to him in a minute because yeah, there's a lot to talk about with him. Inconsistent bastard. Very inconsistent. We see the rat people ride motorcycles. Yes. You have a rat motorcycle gang. Yeah. And I wrote that in all caps. <laughs> they have working motorcycles uh-huh. from, I am guessing it looks like the 1970s or With something. With working headlights. Working headlights. They have petrol to... <laughs> But the thing actually, I wrote that, but then the thing that really was crazier is that not only were they driving them well, but they had clubs, like wooden clubs in their hands that oh, were yeah. firing lasers. <laughs> kitchen sink, fucking kitchen sink right? show. Like, I, I mean, I just accepted it. Like, yeah, of course, that's in the future. That's what happens after the apocalypse and like the atmosphere is gone is that not only is magic now a thing, by Th- the way. Things are just cattywampus. Think everything's possible. Yeah. That, it sounds like a world I'd want to live in. I want to be here. You can swim and still be dry in yeah, this world. Yeah, exactly. The physics out the window. Fuck them. <laughs> oh, like, I, I love the idea that in after the apocalypse, this is a scientific thing that, yeah. they, that happens, like a, a, a pseudo-scientific thing that happens. The atmosphere is gone. The moon is broken in half. Yeah. And you know Which what that throw, means? Throws the waves. Exactly. Everything control. And you know what happens when all that happens? Mm-hmm. A scientist's nightmare. Magic suddenly exists. Yes. All of a sudden, uh-huh. <laughs> like there are wizards, and they're not even. It's not even that cool sci-fi concept of they're actually using super technology that you think would is magic, but it's just advanced technology. No, it's just straight up 
with Harry Potter, I'm going to create a dragon f- with my hands. Yeah. Magic. Just power. <laughs> Doctor Strange. It's so great. I'm glad it's there. Yeah. Well, it would have been cooler if one of these one of these rats had like a, a Walkman. Like oh, I love it. A I would Walkman on. Dude, if we did this now, if they do this show again, they have to <laughs> throw more shit like that in they there. Because there are some pop culture references. Uh, kind of. There's yeah. one. There's one particular pop culture reference. But like a little see- bitty one. Seeing the ruins of New York, because that's what I mean. They they get chased. They chase off these motorcycle yeah. gang, <laughs> moto gang. It's like it's like the Warriors. Mouse on the motorcycle. Mouse. Mi- yeah. Oh, that's a great book. <laughs> Cleary. That's in a wonderful house. book. <laughs> Shout out. Only book I've ever I read. I forgot her name. I forgot her name. You read it daily, though. Oh, yeah. Same practice. It helps me stay calm. <laughs> I'm serious. It was a slow burn for me. It was a slow burn. I had to think about what that meant. They get rid of this rat moto gang, and they make their way into Manhattan, which, as we see it, it's just you pan across. New York City is destroyed. It's, it is fucking decimated. And I'm, but, Lady Lib is Lady is, Lib is, is fallen. Her head. All these like you know the bridge is out. All this shit. Everything's split in half. The buildings mostly are still standing, but they're just lopsided. But they have like big cuts in the side yeah. of them. <laughs> and so like that's kind of a traumatic thing. If you lived in New York at the time as a kid, again, you're sitting there. You just watched. I don't know. The, the snorks or whatever, one of these dumb shows of the Smurfs, and then all of a sudden you're confronted with 1994, all human life is forfeit, and then you see all this shit. It's just got to be a wake-up call. No doubt. This is part of how we ended up with all the environmentalists today. They saw just, just this, this a tune. vision of the possible future, and they said, I can't let this happen. I can't do this. I can't do this. Let's go. And they get into Manhattan proper. We're seeing... I, <laughs> Manhattan, proper. Manhattan proper. Population... Whoever's in there at the time. Population, the sad humans that are living, one of them with a lampshade on his head, in the subway. Uh, and there's still, like, the sub subway. I don't know. I haven't been to New York. Is there Are the entries to the subway just, like, stone signs? Concrete? No. Concrete signs that just have subway written in them in plain letters? Yeah, no, I, I didn't think it, so. No, I don't think it's so. great. But they do go down into the subway. They're looking for humans because they're supposed to deliver that black pearl to those humans. Mm-hmm. They go downstairs, and the pop, the one pop culture reference is a poster on the wall. Yes. For a very famous film. A little bit. A great film. Really good. What film was it? Jaws. The Shark Tale. The original yeah. Shark Tale. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, this cartoon was made in 1980. Yeah. Jaws was relatively still new. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 77 or 78-ish. Yeah, right around Even there. if it was 76. Still, it was in our blood. Hell, they might have had a sequel by then. This show was made in 1980. And the world ended in 1994. So in 1994, they're postulating a world where uh, there's a Jaws poster just loose on the subway wall in 1994. Not good futurizing on their part. You know what, though? Hold on. You hold on. Thinking back, I could have sworn that said Jaws with a number next to it. Okay. I think it said Jaws 9 or something I didn't, like that. I We're didn't gonna, think it had a number. I think it did. We're going to pause recording okay, and we're going to yeah. go check it yeah, right now. Okay. See, is it Jaw Nine or is it just Jaws? What's what's that top? I just I see Jaws. Just Jaws huh? I just see J A W S. But it's not even like the real poster. It's just a picture of a shark. Like it's like his uh, glamour shot or something of a shark. But yeah, so there's a poster. We've now proven it. Yeah. There's a poster of the original Jaws film on a subway wall. It seems to be the only poster that survived. 
Maybe they put it up recently. Who knows? Maybe they think it's so set weird. dressing. But <laughs> in 1994. Maybe, maybe Jaws hadn't even. No, it already came out. It didn't come out. Well, I mean, like, they <laughs> could have. This, this is before so Back to the Future was made, but they could have made the Back to the Future joke or, like, what, the famous jokes of, like, how many Rockies are there? It's like, in 2020, there'll be, we'll be on Rocky 40 or whatever. Right. Like, that. they didn't do any of that. They just put a poster of a fairly recent film on the wall and said, hey, you guys know what this is, right? Okay. Where were we? Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> we just go right back into it. A never-ending loop. They're being watched this whole time, Mumra style, by Gemini, mm-hmm. who has a pool where he, his magic, because this is just, again, <laughs> hey, this girl, is magic. You want to do it Mumra style? It's Mumra style. Hey, baby. <laughs> Tonight, it's our anniversary, right? Mumra style. I'm going to wrap up in some robes and some bandages. <laughs> Get you in that scrying pool. And you're going to run from me once I blow up. <laughs> Once I start freaking out, you're gonna Once run. I, yeah. He does kind of sound like Ukla, like Ukla and Mumra share similar vocalizations. Once I start freaking out and, and throwing paper, uh, toilet paper rolls at you, <laughs> you're gonna start running from me. If you come into the bedroom and I have toilet paper rolls beside the bed, regardless of what I'm going to do with them, you should not come in. <laughs> So Gemini, that's our villain for the show. He has magic. He is a wizard. Clearly, if you know Jack Kirby's comic book style of designing people, he is a Jack Kirby villain through and through. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. Just the way he's chunky looking and he's got the really defined eyebrows. But here's the thing. He's also a He-Man, pre-He-Man, He-Man villain. Because I promise there's a He-Man villain who has at least two faces. Right? Uh, probably at least Multi-face, 18 of them. But many face man, I don't know. But he's so he's dressed in like a metal suit of armor, but he has he has two faces. He's basically a stereotype of a bipolar person made into a magical wizard because one of his faces is you know, one of those. Well, you know, I mean because there's a that's not how bipolarism works, but that is the stereotype. He, one, that's how I understand it. One of his faces, it's just a head yeah. with a face on either side of it and it spins and the other face comes out. One of them is, he's half fop. He's half like, oh, hello. <laughs> Won't you do this for me? Yes. And then the other side is, ah! Just like, the Yin other side is Yang. just, it's only, the other side just screams everything and there's a rageaholic and has red eyes. Yeah. He has very crazy eyebrows and eye makeup in both versions. Right. But he mostly interacts with his underlings as the, oh, won't you? You've had such a wonderful time today. <laughs> please, please, have a sit. Have a sit. Ah! And just right into the other thing. But you and I noticed that he has, it's the same actor for both, but he you know he's vocalizing very yeah. differently for either side. Love it. Speak then, servant. Your master <laughs> listens. Use the weapons I have given you. <laughs> Destroy the barbarian and recover the pearl. He looks well, so happy. I know. He looks like he's on moods or something. <laughs> I shall crush the barbarian without mercy, and the pearl will be mine again. Your quest ends here, barbarian. Give me the pearl. Place the pearl here, fool. Or you will Boys, I love it. eyes and the woman again. I don't understand in what world is there any benefit to that being how you are and how do you get that way what is the how what even magical way do you get to where you have a face on either side of your head that has different emotions only will yeah travis we need to take care of that moon 
That moon. <laughs> We're going to have to take care of that moon. That moon. If that, that's our only lifeline in this world is yes. that fucking moon. You got to take care of that. I, we got her. I'm, I'm going to end up. cycling. I'm going to start really just almost start hitting people. I'm going to turn gonna really, into a merman if that yeah. moon goes anywhere. I don't, God only knows what's going to happen. It's just random effects on everybody. But that he's a very powerful sorcerer and he screams or is very, you know, fey with everybody. And he has a court of what turn out to be robots. We don't know this when we see them, but they look straight up medieval knights. Mm-hmm. Like they're just men yeah. and like one of them looks like Dr. Doom from Marvel Comics, but like mostly it's just knights to the point that they are ornately dressed in capes. Like yeah. I guess like <laughs> the apocalypse is just a hard reset for some people to go back to medieval times. Uh-huh. And he's one of them. Yeah. And th- I like the idea that wizards are the like ruling class, that they're all corrupt and that they lord themselves over others with this massive power. But I mean, this guy is living in a place that we later see is Jetsons on the outside and then like gothic castle on the inside. You're going to be stepping through straw over here, guys. Yeah, it's so weird. And like, it's like he has gargoyles on his doors. Like he clearly, these are not things that existed in Manhattan in 1994, (laughs) in any version of 1994. So he had it built or built it himself. And he has like a coat of arms on the wall. You know, it's like a total, he must have really fetishized medieval times. Yeah. It would be funny if if there, we went to New York like next week and we find that Jaws poster. <laughs> We're like, what? It's just a thing. It's just a thing. People are just, you know what? Ever since that show came out in it's 1980, a, it's a really good show. I mean, it's a, it is a good movie. Yeah. I didn't see it until I was in my late twenties, but I really enjoy it. It's a good show. It's just a monument there. Yeah. It it's sense. like, you know what? This is the best film. Yeah. This is the number one. <laughs> That's the pinnacle. Ooh. Humanity maybe reached its human civilization. Maybe reached its pinnacle with jaws. It was all downhill. After I think that. you'd want to call that a finical. <laughs> You bastard. <laughs> I'm the bastard. You're the one that said it. <laughs> I just, I make you, a joke and I throw my pin at you. It's like you're defending yourself before I give you any shit about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. You're distracting me. Yeah. This is abuser tactics. I know. <laughs> I learned from the best, I you know. fucking asshole. <laughs> I, will, I, will power, every, I, will, every, I will power move you all day long. Every sentence is ending with, yeah, I know, you motherfucker. I hate you. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, anyway, this is hilarious, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love you. So you got a, a very powerful wizard, powerful enough to do some crazy shit later in the show. Once It's kind of the Ariel situation. Princess Ariel on this show seems to be able to do anything how she's ever captured by his minions, his robot minions, which she is. Yeah. I'll never understand. But I also don't understand how he is ever defeated, even by the Black Pearl later on. Because he <laughs> just seems to, like, he goes from being a guy who just is looking into a pool and commanding robots uh-huh. And having two faces for God knows what reason to flying through the sky slowly, like arms, <laughs> hands on his hips, like almost, I am a God. Almost jetpack power. Yeah. Yeah. Just like slowly moving through the air. And we'll get to the big, the biggest part of all of this. He, he brings to life a gigantic inanimate object. You ever heard of it? Lady Liberty. That happened. It happened. I, I, I had to check my dream journal to yeah. make sure it wasn't in there. Yeah, <laughs> had to make sure it wasn't in there. No, it actually happens because Ukla 
and Thundar, go and save Princess Ariel. Well, it, it happens because uh, they must spray some sort of magic goo on it, right? That brings it to life? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I wrote down... Is that what happened? I wrote down Ghostbusters 2? Because they... To- I mean, it's kind of the reverse of Ghostbusters 2. This sorcerer brings Lady Liberty, who has been fallen. Yeah. Fallen? That's not words. No, I'm, I'm with it. He's Yeah, you were totally into that, you, you bastard. <laughs> That's all I have is fallen <laughs> <Yeah>. written down. <laughs> she had been fell. Yeah. <laughs> And so she's on her side. It's very it's much a word. Well, it's very there is a Planet of the Apes feel to a lot of this, like the music and the fact that Lady Liberty is on her side. Yeah. Post apocalypse. And, and, and more moss than you can shake a stick at. More, more so much moss. You can't pick up the stick to shake it. It's covered in moss. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> you bastard. Yeah. You motherfucker. You motherfucker. I love you, you motherfucker. <laughs> I love you, you mother father. <laughs> they. Well, okay, a lot of things happen in here. I think the highlights are, as they're trying to go save Ariel, they they are attacked by more robots on a helicopter. Yeah. That's unmarked. It's just like bare metal. It's not even painted. A metal bird. A metal bird, yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that there's a helicopter that's working is pretty crazy. When Thundar realizes that they're robots, he says this more than once in this episode. He says it here, and he says it with Lady Liberty, I think, later, when he's fighting her. Yeah. It's made of metal! Alive, you can, you, you can, can kill you them. can totally kill them, and then just like stabs one right in the gut. Like, I mean, that is just f- open season After on these that, things. He's almost dance fighting with he, all. Of them, just he killing. loves. He can cut loose. If he's really a barbarian, he's not going to care if you're alive or a robot. He's going to fucking kill you. Yeah. And also, how many times has he in his life probably said? They're robots, and then the person's like, "No, I'm not. No, 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 no!" And then they just kills him anyway because that's his excuse. He's an idiot. He's not. He's a fucking barbarian. Yeah. He's gonna think everything's a robot, probably. But he kills. He goes on a robot holocaust. Oh man! And they get in the helicopter, and offensive to helicopter pilots everywhere, uh-huh. Thundar the barbarian <laughs> manages to get it in the air and fly it like J- normal. Jiggles the, the just little gets it going. Every, just like they're not that yeah. easy to fly. And Ukla has a really great, they gave him some really good body acting where he's just like, he's got his arm out the window like he's riding in a Corvette oh, or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a classic. No, no hair blowing. No. No, we, there's no physics. We, we gotta we gotta save, save that, that moon, moon buddy. The moon, the, <laughs> we gotta save that bad boy. If you ever want to feel the wind in your hair again, you ever want Farrah Fawcett hair again? Yeah, you gotta save that moon <laughs> and the moose. <laughs> the hair moose. Sorry. Oh, I thought you meant the the no, animal. No, I meant well, the also moose. save the moose. Yeah, yeah. Save save the mises mm-hmm. to pieces. Yeah. So when Thundar gets in there, he saves Ariel. I don't yeah. really know that she needed saving. I think she just let him do it. I but think she, it's just like a like a sick fantasy. It's just a game for This her. show is just sick. It's just a game for her. It is a game. For, no, let's not. You know no. what? We've, I feel, I feel, demonizing like, I feel like I'm only allowed to do that to one female character a year, even if I truly believe <laughs> okay. it. I'm only allowed to say that once a year. And okay. I've already done it with uh, Princess Zelda on the Captain N episode. Okay. She was a sociopath on that she episode. Is. Totally. The, Thundar gets in there from the helicopter. And he's like, Ukla, you take over the helicopter. Helicopter. This is this is not even a Chewbacca. I mean, this thing is not Chewbacca because it is not a pilot. Chewbacca is a pilot. He's a good pilot. <laughs> that <laughs> this, is his. That is that's his, his job. thing. Yeah. yeah. And Ukla, he, he does machines. He does machines, guys. 
who does machines? Ukla is just sitting there in the helicopter that's just kind of hovering on its own. Yeah. And when he's trying to maneuver it to save them, I like this because it really is like telling you, it's teaching the kids two lessons. He's in the helicopter. He can't make it do what he wants it to do. Instead of just suddenly figuring out how to fly a helicopter, he just goes, Mah! and kicks the motor, the motor the motor out of the helicopter and the helicopter crashes. Yeah. Like that's probably what would happen. So two <laughs> lessons. Don't hang out with fucking wild animals. Uh -huh. They're going to ruin your shit. And if you have rage problems, you're going to just stymie yourself. You're going to create your own problems. That's pretty deep. I, those are good lessons yeah. for kids. So that's them. a good lesson. But your world will be dying soon, kids. So do, you know what? Don't worry about your inner life. Worry about that fucking moon. <laughs> yes. But they do escape from Gemini at least temporarily, and they get back to the humans with the Black Pearl. That is when we have the confrontation when Gemini appears in the sky and brings Lady Liberty to life with one of the short... If you thought that Creature from the Black Lagoon at the beginning of this was a short battle for all the hoopla surrounding get a load bringing of this. Th this statue to life. And it's... I wouldn't say it's well animated, but it's like... It is an undertaking, it seems like, to animate this, this got, giant lady. You got Ookla climbing, scaling the entire Lady Liberty. In seconds. To just hit him on the hit her, hit her on the top of the head with a with a pipe. And she stands still for it. <laughs> she she just sits there. Yeah. But her, her fucking torch actually lights a flame. Yeah. So again, to what extent are the powers of this wizard that he can bring this thing to life? If he can do that, why why is he not winning? Because if he did just acted fast enough. He would have totally, he should never have ever been in any position of anything but winning. Right. He should have been winning so much he was going to be sick of it. No matter what personality <laughs> right. is, is leading. It's one or the other. And they were inconsistent. What we've been saying about him being inconsistent is that you've got the hey voice and you've got the ah voice for each side. But at various points, one face is showing and the other voice is coming out. It's like, guys, if you're going to go to the trouble of giving this guy two voices and two faces, you have to be consistent. Yeah, yeah, you can't right. have one coming out of the other one over and over again. Save that moon. The finale is that Thundar just yells, the pearl! That's, he, he, there's a few times where he just yells key words and throws the black pearl at Lady Liberty. Yeah, he's got a he's got an throat. arm on him. Yeah, he's got an arm on him, man. That's a fucking tall building or a tall statue. Yeah. And it destroys well, it destroys Gemini for some reason. Sets Lady Liberty one, makes her not alive anymore, but sets her upright again. Mm -hmm. So he has restored balance and freedom. Because apparently he represents freedom on this show. <laughs> he does. So I'm so glad to hear. Travis, that you enjoyed it. Yeah. And that you want to come back to this one. Dude, it has to be a staple it on is. Days Past. And, guest. and being 21 episodes, <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're going to see all of them at some point. Get, well, give me a round of, of this cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, ring the bell. Ring the bell. He sold another real estate. <laughs> give, me, give, me, give, me, give me a whole round of Thundars for yeah. 21 people. We will get to the other Thundars. In good time. Ruby Spears, thank you so much for making yet another classic for us to rummage through. I love it, man. Ruby Spears comes second to me next to Filmation. Oh, of course, but, man, but they're really they cranking them out. They're for me, They're man. doing it. Yeah. And doing it. And, and doing, doing it well. I want to know who was on the show. Cast. 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 Voice cast for Thundar the Barbarian. Ooh. This is a, I can't say it's old Hollywood because that actually means like Clark Gable and stuff like that. But <laughs> the people involved in this show, we have not heard them on any, I know that's not true. There's one that we've heard on one of our other shows, but 
all of them have more extensive film and movie credits than anything You're like else. Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> William Shakespeare. <laughs> so the one that we've heard before yeah. is Dick Tufield or Tufield, T-U-F-I-E-L-D. Okay. Okay. Well, that's his name. He was the narrator at the beginning in that opening, uh-huh. yeah. uh, the opening great scene. Voice. Great, great voice. Well, we've heard that voice before twice, actually, mm. because he was the narrator on both Spider-Woman and Spider-Man and his amazing friends, which we covered back in March Marvel Madness. Yeah. And we will be coming back to, I we hope, to. very soon, especially Spider-Woman. Thundar was played by Robert Ridgely. Did you ever see Fritz the Cat? This was, uh, it's not like it was of our time. It was released in like 74, but it's an adult cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like it's got some sex stuff in it, but it's it's cartoony. If it's not based on an underground comic at the time, it's at least in that style. But it was a 70s thing. And it's okay. a famous film called The Nine Lives of Fritz the Cat. But he played some voices on there. He also played voices on a sh- cartoon that basically was just writing the coattails of that. That's another adult cartoon, lesser known, called Down and Dirty Duck. <laughs> I like the titles of these. Yeah. <laughs> you down and dirty duck. <laughs> on TV and film, he was on Bonanza, Night Court, Wings, Designing Women. I knew all of these would light up your eyes. Yes. Yes. Especially Delta the latter. Burke yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, Annie Potts. Janine. Bringing that Ghostbusters back. I love that woman. Me too. He was also in film, Blazing Saddles. And Robin Hood Men in Tights, two Mel Brooks films. Wow, he's been in classics. He was bro. on he was in Boogie Nights and he was in the Michael Keaton, sometimes forgotten classic, Multiplicity. <laughs> I like that. If film. you're dead inside. Yeah, if you're forgotten. dead inside. Yeah, if you're an idiot. Mr. Mom, shout out. <laughs> like the one thing you want to say about Michael Keaton <laughs> is Mr. Mom. Yeah. Hey guys, don't forget about that one. Yeah. Ukla and Gemini were both played by the same actor. George Lucas. <laughs> He's like, look, guys, you got to let me play this character if you're going to be ripping off Chewbacca. (laughs) It's a deal. Yeah. I'm I'm nowhere near him except that he has a milk voice. Uh, They were played by Henry Corden. Okay. He was, here's a big, big deal. Don't know that we're ever going to cover this cartoon on this show, but he was the second voice of Fred Flintstone after the very original guy. Didn't know there was more than one. Well, you think he's been played by the same guy all these years? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Since 1950 (laughs) or 60 or whatever. (laughs) I mean, the only person who could do that, we all know, is Frank Welker, who's played Freddy on Scooby-Doo since 1967 or whatever. Yeah. But no. Finally, Ariel. She's all right. Played by, I love this name, Nellie Bellflower. Hell yeah. That's it. Wow. She sounds like she should be singing 1970s soft rock hits, you know? <laughs> like, just like, like that. With, no, with such you. classics as. Like that song. Like, that seems like a person who would have sang that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she played Fonzie's wife to be, which obviously didn't work out, on Happy Days. Wow. Yes. She was nominated with others for an Oscar for producing the 2004 film, I think, Finding Neverland. Wow, man. Yeah, because she's into movie production now. No doubt. That's Bringing impressive. Bringing some class to that list. No doubt, man. Wow. Gwen Stefani. No doubt. <laughs> Just a girl. <laughs> Better check your watch. Because it's time for Travis's Tooncast Toy Corner. corner, corner, corner. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a guy driving, isn't it? Like, as he drives by you. Yeah, yeah, I like that. All right, Will, let's do this, shall we? I'd love to. So with these toys... But I can't. I got to go. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, okay. Well, anyways. Man, so with these toys, I couldn't find any vintage. 
I don't know that they had a toy line at the time. I don't think so, man. Which is a shame. It is. It really is. So what I did find on the eBay way are some 2003 by uh, Toy Nami. This, mm-hmm. is, this is a deluxe box set of three uh, containing Ookla the Monk. <laughs> Ookla the Mock, Thundar the Barbarian, and Princess Ariel. This is a These are barbaric beautiful series. They really are, man. I love it. They look great. They look really good because they still look cartoony. Yeah. And the coloring, but like they do look pretty well sculpted. Man, Thundar is barrel chested as hell. He's like got a dad, you know, he's like a, he's like a dad Darian. <laughs> he is thick. He's thicker yeah. than a snicker. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that phrase. You don't like that? I, I don't know. Well, one, I how, got it tatted how, on. You how don't like thick that? is a snicker? It's pretty thick. Is it any thicker than a Milky Way? I think so. No. That's what my tattoo not. indicates. What you, you need to redo it. <laughs> redo that tattoo, buddy. Um, okay. Well, Any guesses on what this might And they're all pristine, you? unopened, untouched. Well, no one's ever looked at them. That gets tricky, Will, oh, because God. these are definitely- Can you just shoot me straight for once? I'm gonna right now. Can I? This pa- These packages will show some, some, some signs of shelf wear and uh, edge wear on them. So, no, not pristine, but pretty damn close. I never put out the good edgeware when your relatives come over. <laughs> hey, uh, honey, pull out the good edgeware, <laughs> The please. good edgeware. The boss is coming over. The fine china in the, in, the, in the great edgeware. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> um, okay, let's say... What do you got? All three. It's the three-package deal. Don't don't try to shortchange me. Don't, because, yeah. On one don't under $85. You silly little bastard. <laughs> I love you, you bastard. <laughs> no. You look great today, ugly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, no, you can get all three of these 2003 Toynami toys for $338. Whoa! And I just bought this with your credit card. Thank no! you. All right, man, next up is going to be uh, <laughs> the two-pack that is there. This is a uh, Hanna-Barbera Thunder of the Barbarian Toynami uh, adventure oh, superstars. That's so adorable. These are pretty cool, man. One one package contains Thunder and Ariel, and the other package contains Ukla and Vaporman. And Vaporman is not from Thunder the Barbarian. I'm not complaining. Yeah. But he's from a show called The Galaxy Trio, where you had three people who are in a spaceship. They're like space cops. Yeah. And one of them turns into vapor. That's him. There's one that like grows in size, and I forget his name. And then there's a red haired woman who does something else. <laughs> I think she, <laughs> I think she might control gravity or magnetism or something like I that. Love it, dude. Yeah, they, they were, those were great. Those were really good. I saw those on early cartoon days. As it's well. pretty cartoon great Network. for the uh, listeners. These are just they're almost like Lego yeah. characters. They're really really blocky and and adorable. They had to draw the breasts onto Ariel, <laughs> like that. What a job to draw breasts onto a two D dimension. Yeah, if, if we look closer, if this if it wasn't so fuzzy, I'm sure the uh, the chin. I'm sure there's a little line for the butt yeah. chin. Oh, absolutely. When also Thundar's yeah chest is also pretty well defined for a two-dimensional being. So, and how, what's the... <laughs> the clarification, yeah, I love it. What's the, uh, what's the situation on well, the... the situation stuff is, uh, you know what? If you look at the side, it says uh, magnetic... Magnetic, magnetic feet. feet. <laughs> That's the name of my company. <laughs> that is like a production company name, like, you know, at the end of uh, X-Files feet. or Seinfeld. Yeah. It's like, magnetic feet. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just one of the production companies. Mm-hmm. So the situation is these are pristine packages, good sir. And these are uh, also sold as a two pack. So don't shortchange me, you bastard. I love you, bastard. If I do shortchange you, what happens that's so bad for you? Well, if you shortchange me, I get upset and you won't want to see me when I'm upset. Yeah, but you haven't, ex- you haven't answered my question. You're not going to, obviously. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to answer the question, which okay. is uh, $100. Will? I think I'm over guessing. I don't think they're worth that. <laughs> 
you can get these for fifty dollars. Damn it! Both fifty dollars, pretty good deal. And once again, I all <laughs> I also bought these with your credit card. So well, I'm okay it. with that. These are clearly okay. good. Okay, good, good. Yeah. All right. Last but not Did least, did you buy this next guy? <laughs> The whole man the is man. coming to you. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming He's to dance for us He's not dressed like Thunder. <laughs> no, I just I just pulled up a, a Viking barbarian <laughs> costume for men. I love it. I love how how desperate you're getting on these shows oh, with Mumesa and the cattle. I will I will go there. I love it. I, I am happy about there. it. You're, you're lucky I didn't pull up like a Jaws prop or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with all I of it, buddy. went there. This is great. This is a good costume. Uh-huh. And as you can, so you man, can see. Man, this is a veiny guy. It comes with everything but the man. I wish it did, That's a though. shame. Just give me the man without the costume. With that, with that German shepherd fur on him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Faux, faux leather. Yeah, I'm digging it. Yeah, so uh, how much for this Halloween costume, buddy? This cosplay. Why is it so important to wear, like, leggings over your calves? How cold do people's calves get when you're wearing leather pants that you need leather furry? Like, this is weird. This is a weird... I feel like it's a style thing. I I believe so. But they don't have time for style, barbarians. They're busy. (laughs) They're on the move. They're on the move all the time. Very nomadic. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say forty dollars for this well, Viking costume. You would say something like that because you're I did. beautiful and you're a great person, but I hate you. Forty nine ninety nine. Hey, that's about as good as I'm gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> nine dollars off. Not bad, man. Not bad. Save really good. Moon. Save that moon. Save the moon, folks. Yeah. Save the moon. You got to. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this edition of the Days Past Tooncast. Yeah. If you'd like to get in contact with us, and I know you do, you can contact us on Twitter by following us at dptooncast. You can email us, dptooncast at gmail.com. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash dptooncast. Be sure to check out our rap ditty we did on YouTube. It's a parody mashup of 1992's X-Men animated series theme, mashed up with Sir Mix-A-Lot's Baby Got Back. Just search Days Past Tooncast on YouTube. It's called X-Men Attack. Uh, double up. Uh, 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 make us viral. Pretty please. I need this. <laughs> Just you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next time on the Days Past Tooncast. Until then, and always and forever, Unto 1994 and the apocalypse, Tudor, my duder. Next to that Jaws poster, there was a poster that said, Tudor, my duder, signing out. Travis, yeah. welcome to the Days Past Tune Cast. Real guns. <laughs> Jesus. Oh shit. Damn, you got you got Days Past pistol? I only know how to shoot like a gangster. Dude, That's I'm, just how I learned. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Even like a Gatling gun, I have to hold it on its side. If I was flying a helicopter you firing like, at people. You feel like you got more power on the on the side yeah, for some reason. I don't yeah. know what that is. Well, <laughs> do you see how my my eyebrow goes up when I do it? I can feel it. Will. Thunder of the Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that word. All right. Good. Let's get this shit Please. up. Thank you. I don't think you're pleased or you're thank you were genuine. Dude, you don't Dude, know me like that. I know you really well. Yeah, you do, actually. It make you feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you feel real comfortable to see that. <laughs> the dead doll's <laughs> eyes of the, the shark staring back at you. Everyone's put at ease. The, from- the Beverly Cleary book. <laughs>
I'm a Jaws. Because <laughs> this is a barbarian show. One of those famous barbarian shows you always hear about. <laughs> But things wouldn't always be so good for Hammer. You know, that kind of <laughs> moment. Yes. Dude, nothing was meant to be okay for Hammer. No. They got their hands in so many pods, don't they? Got their hands in so many shits. <laughs> I'm going to get it faded out or else it was going to play for five minutes. Let it play for 20. Let it play for the whole fucking show and no talking. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> 